Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 28th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I want to start talking about this, the fact that I'm so thrilled to finally report that a Broadway house is open. I feel like we've been waiting <laughs> for this day to talk about. And um, yeah, I, 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 it's me. I get to talk about it. I, I feel like this is a special honor. So this is the first time a Broadway house has played at full capacity since March 11th, 2020. Springsteen on Broadway opened on the still warm remains of Frozen the Musical at the St. James. <laughs> this is the first show to close. I mean, this was the first show to close during the pandemic. And now it's the first house to open, which feels so weird to even say because it's now it's like you know it's been like 15 months or so (sighs) but patrons over the age of 16 needed to prove their vaccination of course which also meant that like once inside vaccinated patrons were not required to wear masks according to Jamson safety policy the auditorium was also uh changed out their ventilation system they were upgraded to merv 13 filters uh and Speaking of vaccinations, uh, there was a lot of hubbub outside of the theater. I don't know if you saw the photos. I I saw the photos on Twitter. Yeah. Not to totally like dampen on the boss's night, but like a huge group of anti-vaccine protesters uh, showed up to the St. James Theater Saturday night. And according to attendees, like protesters started yelling that like you know, not allowing people inside due to the vaccine was similar to Nazi Germany. It's a weird hill to die on. <laughs> just like where, who are these people? Like, I seriously, like, I, I just don't understand the idea to go out and protest this. Like, it's a, first off, these are the same people who probably think that, um, it's fine for private businesses not to make a wedding cake for a gay couple, yet they're mad at a private business forcing them to get a vaccine. It's just the most hypocritical bass ackwards thing that I can ever think of. And here's the thing too, is if any of these people probably listen to Bruce Springsteen's actual like lyrics, they'll realize that they probably don't like anything else that he has to say either. Like uh, he's known for born in the USA, but he's not like a, a big old tried and true quote unquote Patriot. Like he's got a lot of uh, criticisms for the United States too. He and has the podcast with Barack Obama. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like these people are crazy. Just go away. Leave me alone. And I mean, I have no necessarily like huge affection for Bruce Springsteen, like one way or the other. But like he doesn't care. Like he's fine. This isn't going to hurt him selling tickets. Yeah. And I also think it's funny, like the idea that this is what's keeping people out of the show. That it's the vaccine. Yeah. Because uh, I I Googled the fact that, you know, I was like, you know, what, what is the average ticket cost for this particular production? And I, <laughs> I Googled it. $1 million. Yeah. It starts at 450 Starts. I'm like, am I going to be a one day usher for this yeah. show just no, to see? You. I don't care enough. I can just watch it it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. But, yeah. Yeah. In an interesting turn of events, though, the Broadway League won't be reporting grosses for the return of the show. So last time it was on Broadway, they were averaging about like $479,000 of performance based on the data uh, that was given to us by the Broadway League. With the exception of Christmas week at Hamilton, that is the highest per performance gross in Broadway history. And I mean, like, again, I I'm, I'm happy that a Broadway house is open. I'm happy that people that work in these theaters are employed, but th- that money's not going to like actors no. or, well, you know, te- like, <laughs> yeah, he's the only person in the show, but it's him. And, and here's the thing. That first show was basically, you had to be a millionaire to be in there. Like everybody in that yeah. audience was famous. Like it was, 
um, kind of ridiculous how many stars and famous people were there and how many people Jordan Roth decided to kiss up to after <laughs> having been completely silent for the past 15 months. But that's another story completely. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it was just very bizarre. But I'll tell you, I don't think this is a Springsteen on Broadway specific decision. I have no. a feeling that when we get back, the Broadway League will not be reporting grosses at all. Everybody who's been a longtime listener knows every Tuesday, every episode on Tuesday here on Today on Broadway, I would go through mm-hmm. the week's grosses. I would tell you what things are doing well, what things weren't doing well. I'd give you little stats about it. I don't think that's going to be a thing moving forward, Grace. I think that the Broadway League realizes that those things, while there is benefit for them to be putting those out in terms of transparency and stuff like that, they also have a negative effect on producers. If people see that a show is not grossing well, maybe they don't go. And so I have a feeling that they might be closing things up and keeping those details a little closer to the vest when we get back. So while Springsteen on Broadway might be the first, obviously they're moving to a much bigger theater, so maybe they won't be able to sell as many seats at that bazillion dollar ticket price. But I don't think this is just about Bruce. Like I think this is going to be a thing that very likely might happen for all shows as they come back to Broadway here over the next few months. Interesting. So coming up, August 4th will be the next show to open and not like open, open, but to start previews will be Passover. Mm-hmm. Then Hades Town is scheduled to open September 2nd. Hamilton, Lion King and Wicked will be opening September 14th. And of course, the rest is, you know, up in the air. But uh, yeah, it's like this was the start of every new show coming up. And I just think it's kind of wild that where I don't feel like as a community, we're really celebrating it as much as we could, but maybe it's because it's not a like yeah. a Broadway play or a musical, but I just want to say, I'm hoping I, I'm very happy about the people that it's employing right now. And if that's what has to happen, that's what has to happen. So yep. before we get into the rest of the show, um, I want to take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this week. Now that we're done talking about Springsteen, which is audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. I know you like podcasts you're listening right now. Don't be weird. I know you like it. Uh, Their newest plan, Audible Plus, gives you full access to their popular Plus catalog. Now you can listen all you want to thousands and thousands and thousands and probably more thousands of popular audiobooks. I'm just never good at math. Um, Original entertainment and podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. Yeah, and normally when we talk about Audible, I talk about all of their original audio versions of plays, especially the ones they've done with Williamstown Theater Festival, but Mm -hmm. they have a collection of a ton of theater-specific books. We have um, both of Michael Riedel's books, Razzle Dazzle and Singular Sensation. He's been a guest here on Broadway Radio talking about both. Jack Vertel's The Secret Life of of the American Musical, narrated by the great David Pitu. Um, Some of Jennifer Ashley Tepper's books are on Audible. Um, Anthony Rapp's memoir, Without You. Seth Radetzky's Broadway Nights the novel versions of Dear Evan Hansen and The Prom. So many great Broadway books are available for you to listen in audio form on Audible. Yeah, visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. One more time, visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text the word Broadway Radio, no space, to 500-500 to start your free trial today. Cool. So let's get into some more news. So The Right Girl is a new musical that I am 
really ecstatic to talk about. Uh, it's going to feature music and lyrics by 11-time Academy Award nominee, Grammy, Emmy, and Golden Globe winning songwriter Diane Warren. And it's going to be directed by Susan Stroman. The musical features a book and lyrics by Louisette Geis and Howard Kagan. It will have its world premiere this October on the 13th at Proctor's Theater in Schenectady, New York. So the musical story follows a career woman in the film industry as she learns about a man abusing his power and women and how she deals with the downfall. The book and lyric writer Louisette Geis' screenwriting career ended in 2008 after being sexually harassed by Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. She gathered 20 of her fellow survivors to write this particular piece. Geis has said that the women involved in the creation uh, using their stories after providing their testimonies will share in the financial success of the show when tickets go on sale, which I was thrilled to read. I think that a lot of times we forget that after we, you know, harvest the corpse of these women's traumas, we're like, thanks and goodbye. <laughs> and I was yeah. so happy to see the fact that like, you know what, their stories are going to um, hopefully help other people uh, with their survival. But the right girl, uh, unfortunately for Matt and I, the right girl will not be appearing as a doubleheader with the wrong man at MCC, <laughs> but I can't wait to see it. You, I like that. The right girl, the wrong man. You liked the wrong man a lot better more than I did, but that's uh that's a whole nother conversation for another, uh, another <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is very interesting. I mean, we over at um, true crime obsessed, we did the documentary on Harvey Weinstein. Oh, what is it called? Mm. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but he's a monster. And I don't mm -hmm. think Louisette Geis was one of the um, survivors that was featured in that documentary. But yeah. so many of those stories, like I am generally not somebody who looks for literal ripped for the headline stories in theater, um, you know, especially when you're trying to make a musical out of it. But this is a mm -hmm. story that is so powerful and so emotional and so. Um, true. I, I think that this one has the opportunity to be really good, especially when you've got someone like um, like Susan Stroman shepherding it. Like she knows how to make a story mm -hmm. land on multiple levels. And obviously Diane Warren is still turning out um, hits that while not musical theatery hits like that still make a, a big impression in movies. So I, I will definitely want to keep an eye on this one. Uh, it's a tough topic to make into a musical, but we will we will wait and see how that goes. It's a tough topic, but also I go, um, we still never got that New York Times article about the theater community. So I'm just saying this might hit home for some people watching and or mm -hmm. um, producing it. Anyways, um, let's let's talk about Anthony Ramos's new album. This is his sophomore album, Love and Lies, and it's out. And I'm just saying that the Hamilton alums crank out some excellent albums like Leslie Odom Jr.'s album is so freaking good such an incredible solo album and I'm excited about this one for Anthony like he's he's on an absolute career high like it's just it's the perfect timing I don't know if you've had an opportunity to listen to any of it I have uh, not. but you can get it right now yeah, yeah I have not like Anthony Roberts like I think we talked about this when we did the in the heights review roundup on this week on Broadway but like he's a star like he's not gonna be somebody who is going to be a Broadway star um, very much in the future. I don't think because I think he's going to be doing just insane amounts of movie and TV stuff. <laughs> I thought you were um, saying he's not very good. <laughs> no, no, no. I think he's like so charismatic and so much of a star that he's going to be too busy doing stuff in Hollywood. And I hope he comes mm -hmm. back and does a show in New York, uh, you know, on occasion. Um, perhaps maybe him and Jasmine can come do stuff. And now that she's an <sighs> Emmy winner and the star of a TV show. Um, but I have listened over this past weekend to another theater 
related album. Have you listened to Jennifer Nettles' Always Like New album? Have you heard of this? Of course I have. Okay. Just wanted to of make course. sure. Of course. I just, I, well, I want to shout this out. My bonus dad has been in radio for 35 mm-hmm. years, I think, at this point, um, mainly in country music radio. And I will never forget the time he came home from doing like a, a remote gig where, you know, you, the radio person like shows up and, the, you know, there's a country singer or whatever. Yeah. And this was like at the high of like the Keith Urban days and all that stuff. And he said that Jennifer Nettles was doing an acoustic set somewhere. And normally he like sets up or whatever. And this woman starts singing and he's, he said the hair on his back like stood up like he was he was so shaken by this woman's voice and he said I will never forget hearing her sing and like being like that's the most incredible person and so just seeing how I'm like when is this woman on Broadway like when can we get when are we reviving Bright Star with her I don't know (laughs) well I mean she has made her Broadway debut in in Chicago um Mm -hmm. and then a lot of people expected No comment. Um, but a lot of people expected her. I th- I think I said it on this show. Like, I thought maybe she was going to be a Jenna in Waitress at some point. Um, because oh, I think she would God, absolutely kill that. Me. I know she would kill that score. Um, but I think she's fantastic. And she did this. She recently did something um, theater related. Oh, that our mutual friend Rebecca photographed. Mm-hmm. What, it, what was it? Um, I don't remember what it was, but either way, um, and it was, uh, you know, her kind of dipping her toes more and more into the Broadway scene. I am still angry that we didn't get more Reba McIntyre on Broadway after her turn in uh, Annie Get Your Gun. Gun. And then she did um, like a concert version and then a movie or no, just a concert version of South Pacific with Stokes um, and Alec Baldwin, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, 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 we... I am not necessarily a huge country music fan, but like my mom yeah. and sister have always listened to country music and they're just, there's so many fantastic voices in country music and they're such great storytellers. Like it just makes sense to have those crossover a little bit more than they have in the past. Yeah, I just, uh, we all deserve it. We all need it, especially after 2020. We all need a Jennifer Nettles <laughs> Broadway turn. Uh, so Saturday night, I got to attend the Pansy Craze uh, featuring Mason Alexander Parks Cabaret that we had talked about on the show before. Of course, we had, you know, had that great interview with them about the show. And I went and literally storied the hell out of it on her Instagram. So yeah, if, you, so if you didn't have an opportunity to see it, I'm going to post some more probably to our like reels for our Instagram. So if you don't already follow, you should. But famously, Matt's birthday was was Saturday. Ashley's anniversary was Saturday. So I was also celebrating on their behalf <laughs> at this show. Um, it featured Trent Saunders, Eden Espinoza, Join Mason on stage. It was beautiful. They performed so much of like the normal Pansy Cray show that they had done before at Green Room 42. Uh, but, you know, like they got to do some other stuff that was really cool. Like, I don't, well, I guess I'll spoil some of it because they're not going to do the show for a while. Um, there was a part where if you haven't seen Bo Burnham's Inside, have you seen it, Matt? No, I have not. Okay, well, I need I actually need you to watch it emotionally. Like for me, I need you to watch it. Um and, uh basically there's just this one part of the the solo performance that he sings this song and it's just about kind of like uh where you know what have we been all going through i mean that that's the whole show but the point is is that like mason did this really really sweet thing where they facetime their partner uh because that's how we've all been living 
for the past years, like FaceTiming people that we love and, and trying to communicate still. And uh, it was just a beautiful show. But if you want to hear more from their storytelling, you can listen to them on my podcast, Subtle Plug, Tell Me on a Sunday, <laughs> uh, which released this Sunday. If you want to know more about them, it was, yeah, it was a great conversation and I'm so excited about their future. And it was oh just God. great to attend this show at the green. I, I also have to say shout out to the Green Room 42 staff this weekend. I've been to two cabarets in the past uh, week and one staff was amazing. And I just want to say <laughs> Green Room 42, I don't know if you can air this, uh, Green Room 42, uh, I just, I was blown away by their their kindness and consideration and, you know, the whole vaccine, like it was just, it was a really great experience and the food was fantastic. I had like shishito peppers and uh, the best fries and uh, Brussels sprouts and the cocktails were great. I just, yeah, I want to gush about them because they're another cabaret space that I feel like deserves all the love in the world. They do get it. I mean, like Lilius White opened it, Eden Espinosa is going to do their show again. Um, but just go. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, finally, in recommendations, <laughs> Matt, we need to briefly talk about the Schmigadoon oh trailer that dropped because holy crap, I didn't realize that Alan Cumming was involved. I didn't realize Kristen Chenoweth was involved. Yeah. Um, Everybody's there were so involved. many people. Everybody's involved, but it looked like a lot of fun. And and I hope that once I saw the trailer specifically, I was like, you know what? I want them to do every episode, or they're not going to, but I want every episode or every season to be like a different style of musical. Like, I don't oh, want yeah. this to stay in the Oklahoma realm because I'm honestly, that's not for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, Brigadoon. I was just like, I can we do, and you've said it before, can we Can we have an American Idiot version of this? Can we have the Spring Awakening? <laughs> or like, where is that? Um, I know I'm lame and I'm a child, but that's that's where I am. Matt, what did no. you think? Well, the trailer's amazing. I do have access to screeners, but I have not watched them yet. Um, I've had them for a while and I haven't gotten around to it. But um, mm-hmm. from what I understand, like having a second season might not be possible for this show based off of what happens from what I hear. Um, but who knows? Do they but good place it? I, I don't know. I haven't watched it. I just know that when I've talked to people who have watched all of the screeners, because it's only six episodes and they gave us all six, um, they said, yeah, that might not be a possibility to have a second season, at least not in this formation, but maybe they do another cast with another type of musical. But the cast is amazing. Cecily Strong, Keegan-Michael Key, Alan Cumming, Fred Armisen, Kristen Chenoweth, Aaron Tveit, Dove Cameron, Ariana DeBose, Jaime Camille, former mm-hmm. Tell Me On a... Uh, or not Tell Me On a Sunday guest, um, Tell Me More. <laughs> Our show titles are so confusing. Um, Jaime Camille and Ann Harada, who I've interviewed both on this uh, on oh, this podcast network before. Um, Jane, Jane Krakowski, Martin Short. Like It's just like a who isn't a huge superstar in that cast. So very much looking forward to that when it is going to premiere on Apple TV Plus on July 16th. So very, very excited about Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash broadwayradio. You get the news before everybody else. It's way cooler if you do that. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. 